Welcome to another edition of the TRN Server Podcast. I am Philip Schmitz, and I want to thank Anchor for providing the platform to create a podcast. And we're sitting here watching the Rolex 24 at Daytona, and it seems kind of fitting because we're here with me and three other guests. That will be Dom, Bailey, and Katra, who participated in the iRacing Rolex 24 race at Daytona last weekend. Uh, Dom raced for Yellow Stripe Motorsports. Dom, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here again. Yeah, no problem. And for the BRL side, uh, like Dom a couple weeks ago, we have Hey Katra. Katra, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> and we are joined and we'll be introducing Bailey, who was your co-driver as well for BRL. How are you doing, Bailey? I'm doing absolutely fantastic right now. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do this while also watching the race. Hopefully, we won't get too distracted as currently, what was it? Was that a Lamborghini? That Or no, that was a Porsche, whatever. Porsche. Porsche that decided, well, his race is likely done. Um, the whole front end of the car is missing, and that's not a good thing. Uh, before we jump into the iRacing part of it, we're just going to cover off some news real quick. It's been a very light week. Uh, prime example, IndyCar-wise, other than drivers talking about their Rolex 24 ride, there's not been really much of any news this week. Uh, NASCAR, also kind of quiet. A couple of days ago, it was announced that the Martinsville night race in April will be 400 miles instead of 500 miles. Greg Biffle is rumored to be in the Daytona 500 for NY Racing. I say rumored because the rumor is he had a seat fit at RCR, but there's not been official confirmation yet. And on the F1 side, F1 announced that they will not have any fans or live TV for the first preseason test at Barcelona. Uh, Thursday media sessions will no longer be a thing starting this year. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen looks at that and discuss. Of course, that announces after he retires. And this, uh, I think this was yesterday when this hit. Honda will continue working with Red Bull until 2025 or 2024, whenever the new regulation engines hit. And last but not least, the FAA did announce uh, basically, hey, we're looking into Abu Dhabi. We're not ready to discuss anything yet. Just, you know, give us another month. Basically, just a headline, just, just to produce a headline. We we'll, might get into any of this later on. But um, we're going to go in and discuss last weekend's event. Um, Dom, if you can, give us a summary, a brief summary of your race and how it went and where y'all finished. Well, we qualified in the top five. We had a fast car for qualifying, very fast. Um, I did not qualify. Of course, one of our fastest guys did. Um, it was a good first few hours until... One of our fastest guys uh, been in the entire barrier with no damage, surprisingly. But he did he hit at like 15 miles per hour, so that's why we didn't get no damage in. Um, lat traffic was awful. It was awful. Um, a few stints later, um, after the fastest guy, um, we did get into a little uh, net code situation with a GT3 Ferrari. And he just had a grudge against us the entire, entire race. I mean, having a grudge against the LP2 for 20 more hours is it's 
Pitiful, pitiful. Yeah, Bailey and Catcher can relate. We had a grudge, I guess, at the 21 LMP2 car pretty much for the final 20 hours or wherever. Whenever that little accident we had with the 16, that wasn't our fault. And uh, yeah, we can relate with that. And we'll get to the BRL side in a bit. Um, talk about your stints. When did you get in? And just the closing uh, part of the race itself. Uh, the first thing I did was in the night. Well, I did a night shift, so um, that's what I mainly practiced during was the night. So, um, I was quite fast, but on the first lap of my very first stint, you know, cold tires are problem. I spun it in the international horseshoe, um, and we got hit, but with only thirty-seven seconds of optional, so we decided to not take it because. We only lost like two miles per hour of top speed, so it wasn't that bad. Um, other than that, I felt I felt really comfortable with the car. Um, besides the Ferrari that had a grudge against us, and it, he was very scary. Like he tried to wreck us all every chance he could get. Um, yeah. My stints were very interesting, especially the first few. Well, you did a lot of night running, so you did no running in the day? Uh, I did do a little bit in the morning. Like my first, my last two stints, my, my last two fuel stints were in the morning, and then that was the end of uh, all my stints, so... Okay, uh, you're kind of similar with Bailey with his race, and we'll get to Bailey's race in a minute. Where did y'all end up finishing? We were actually a lap. We we're actually a lap down for like the second half of the race because we missed. Uh, we messed up the pit strategy. We missed pit road, and we ran off field, and we had to tow. So we were a lap down the rest for the rest of the race. And P3, I think, yeah, we were P3, P2. Um, and then that's when um, the Ferrari spun us, I'm pretty sure. And then we got into, and then we got stuck at P3. Um, but I don't know what happened to P2, because when I, like, got off and went to sleep, we were in P3. And then also I wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, we finished a P2. And I never, I, I don't, I never thought what happened to P2. I guess he wrecked or something, but hey, uh, pulling to podium. So, yeah, podium with the 24 this. hours. Uh, just finishing the race is just an achievement. Of its yeah, own. that's what we mainly aim for to finish the race and survive. Yep. Um, we'll move to the BRL side. Uh, we started, we did start two events, those in it go away. So, we, Threw all of our eggs in a basket Saturday morning at 10.30 in the morning, my time. And Boss Cookie and Deer pretty much did the heavy loading. Catcher, I think he got in, what, hour three mark? Hour four mark, give or take? Around there. Yeah, around uh, five Eastern. Yeah, and talk about you getting in the car. Uh, you did basically one tire stint which was we made it three stints uh we learned that we could do this after deer did it which really helped massively at the end when it came to strategy uh just talk about your initial stint in the car in the daytime yeah going in 
uh, I did a lot of practice, but a lot of it was doing the night because uh, primarily we we're supposed to do that uh, opening stint, which was supposed to be at 5 p.m. on Friday, the day before. So I basically was got I got in the car 24 hours after the, we were supposed to start the race. So um, it was kind of a little bit of a interesting situation because I'm going in with mostly night practice and the kind of the afternoon session. So it's still kind of hot. It's not necessarily cold, but it's getting there. And so I pretty much take it, took it cautious. I mean, I was really not really on the pace uh, yet, but I got there and did a decent, I mean, I didn't have any incidents. I didn't have any off tracks. So I did pretty well there. And we just kind of went from there. Uh, but otherwise it was just kind of uh, just keeping it there at that point. I believe at that point we were uh, maybe two or so laps ahead of the next guy. So we just had to just hold off and just be cautious and stay on the track. And that's pretty much what we did. Yeah, I remember kind of that time period. Uh, I believe Cookie accidentally hit the back of a GT car. We had damage, fell lap down. But those two did a massive job to A, make up the gap, and then B, get us into position to where kind of sort of, you know, after your first stint, you know, you we were up by two laps. And I say we because I was basically watching from ahead, overhead. And then... You and Bailey pretty much traded shifts at night. Uh, Bailey, your kind of sounds like your job in the car was very similar to Dom, pretty much most night running and then last in in the morning. Uh, talk about you jumping into the car. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I took over when, you know, everything was calm. I think I was, or we were like, what, two laps ahead of P2, something like that. But yeah. All I had to do was just not bottle. Um, I may have done a couple questionable things during the pit stops, but uh, it, it was okay. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't really, you know, the most entertaining part of the race as like Deers was, but yeah, I think it was it was okay for me. Well, kind of at that point, I mean, I remember you you jumped in the car. It was roughly my time. I want to say one thirty in the morning. And I think I watched your initial first stint and then I went to bed. I could no yeah. longer stay up anymore. You know, y'all two pretty much after the 16 and the 17 had their issues, um, just basically maintain. And uh, I went to bed and I woke up and deer was in the car and you're kind of your fear when you're logging on to iRacing going, okay, what did I miss in four hours? Um and then for the remainder of the race, I think you went to bed, didn't you, Bailey? For the final, what, three hours? Yeah, were you asleep? Oh, God, or... no. <laughs> I didn't all night. Oh, oh, Catcher, were you asleep? No, I was actually spotting deer for a bit. Oh, okay, okay. I, uh, it seems so much of a blur. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, deer led the way home. We won by five laps? Correct. And yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. The, I'm gonna be honest. The final two hours seemed like two days. It's just just waiting for that countdown to click. Uh, just because it's like, hey, we got what we want, but you know, we just we just we just wanted we just wanted it to end. Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, well, y'all touched on the practicing part um y'all both y'all three of y'all did a lot of practicing so we'll kind of move on to that i remember asking 
Udom and Catra this a couple of weeks ago. What was your kind of biggest worry going into the race? Now that you've done it, uh, if you re- recall, what was your kind of biggest worry going into it? And what do you think of it now? Well, well, I said in practice was my biggest worry was the GT3 traffic, and that showed, and that showed in the race because, because, again, like I said in the previous podcast, I said that the GT3 drivers are running their own race against other GT3s. They're really not gonna see the LP2 as much as the GT3s. So the LP2s have, you know, we have to. May, may mitigate uh, the uh, GT3 traffic ourselves because most of the time the GT3s are not going to get out of the way. So, yeah, we experienced that. I, I saw that from a lot of a he- uh, from above. Uh, Katra, if you can remember, talk about your biggest worry and now looking at that after the race. Yeah, my biggest worry going in, I believe, uh, was actually one of three points was the consistency of myself, the endurance, and obviously the GT3 traffic is not out the window. Um, it turned out through it. Uh, I did a lot of practice beforehand trying to get that consistency up, and I wasn't very consistent uh, going into practice. And I'm like, okay, I was a little worried about that. Going into the race, I didn't make any mistakes, if any at all. Uh, in fact, because of that, I had the actual uh, fastest overall average lap time out of the four. And that's something that is kind of a big achievement for myself uh, because I'm not definitely one of the quickest of the group. Uh, arguably, I was probably one of the slowest, but it's just being the consistency, having that, uh, you know, through the entire lap wise just helped out. And um, the endurance side of things also helped out as well because I was uh, going in thinking, oh, well, maybe I wouldn't be as you know good on endurance side or uh, mentally I would be exhausted, physically also exhausted. But going in, I actually ended up driving for eight out of the 12, 24 hours. I drove out of the most on the team. So, and I could have probably driven for more. Uh, so the endurance side of thing was perfect. Um, fatigue did start to get in at the end of the seat uh, end of my final stint, but Hey, it's, uh, it's the end of the 24 hour race. At that point, it was like 22 hours done. We had two more to go. And I just gave it off to deer. And finally that GT three traffic that I didn't mention other than the, uh, that first problem we had in uh, our final attempt in the first couple of hours, that put us back and a couple laps down from 17th. We didn't have any GT3 traffic problems. I mean, I had one tiny issue going in uh, to, I think I believe the, my first stint from my five to seven window. Uh, we had a GT3 kind of break a little bit too late down in the turn one, hit me in the back a little bit. And I thought I remember that would that. be done and dusted, but uh, somehow I saved it and I didn't have any other problem with the GT3 guy from there. So that was kind of shocking for me, but we made it through and uh, I was proud of it. Yeah, I remember your second stint. Uh, it was very boring. And by boring, I mean, it was a good thing. There wasn't much going on. Uh, we were just logging laps. Bailey, you weren't here a couple weeks ago talking about the iRacing event going into it. So yeah. what was your biggest worry going into the race? And looking back, uh, what do you think about it? Um, I say my biggest worry was battling other LMP2 cars. And then you obviously have GT3 traffic. Uh, but then probably my, the biggest one out of those two was bending the car under braking. Because during practice, um, I would I was spinning a lot under braking. Uh, but until the, the updated setup came, uh, or when it came, I, I got more comfortable with the car. So I, was, I wasn't bending it <laughs> as much as I would thought during practice. Um, but then when it came to the race, I, I didn't bend at all, and I was actually quite comfortable um, 
more than I expected, actually. So y'all all three had y'all talked about the GT traffic. And did that did you ever kind of get more comfortable with that in the race? Dom, let's start with you. Did you ever uh, get a point to where, like, okay, outside of that Ferrari you had to deal with? Mm-hmm. Um did it finally just become more smoother dealing with the traffic or was it just kind of a question mark every single time you came up to these guys? Um, it's, uh, in this split that we're in, it was a little bit of both because in some cases, some GT3 guys were rebelling in their class nonstop. Um, I did get past a lot of GT3 cars very easily. It was, it was just, a little bit in the in between, you know. It was um, inter- it was very interesting because I thought it would be pr- I would get pretty used to. It would be easy to gain through GT from traffic, but it was not that. Uh, it was not that easy. Not that easy. Catra. Yeah, um, it's quite. The opposite of what Dom just said, because for me, it turned out as the as it went on. Obviously, I had a little bit more of the quote unquote boring stints. I had, you know, going into the night and then through kind of the early hours in the morning into sunrise. So maybe it's by then everyone's a little bit more calm, a little bit more understanding of, hey, we're trying to get to the end of the race. We made it this far, so it's not trying to mess it up now. I noticed it became more predictable and they became a little bit more, hey, I know you're there now. I'm not going to try to fight you like it was compared to the early hours of the race, you know, hour two, hour three, etc. Uh, I definitely noticed a big difference because uh, going in to my stint around 5 p.m., my original one, uh, there was a couple cars, a couple GT3s, especially the lead bunch of that GTD pack. Uh, they would try to kind of race me into the corners sometimes here and there. And I noticed by the time I got out of the car around 7, 8 a.m., uh, I didn't have that problem again. So by that time, I just noticed they came pre- predictable they were my understanding more cautious and they're like hey let's just, i'm with you in the same boat let's just kind of finish the thing and we'll close off this topic with bailey um yeah i, I got more comfortable as the race went on but i didn't really practice you know with gt3s all right okay i did but i didn't like focus on it and i kind of struggled with it going into the race but yeah as as the laps went on it got easier and i didn't like force the issue as you know much as the other three drivers did you know cookie um but uh yeah i yeah i did get comfortable with it surprisingly i thought i would end up hitting one eventually but you know luckily i didn't yeah i mean i wish i could watch dom's race or had the ability to it was one big question mark because as much as you can practice and everything it's hard to simulate GT traffic before you do the real thing. And I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. And I mean, I saw basically your first, I think your first dinner sit and a half on your tires. Um, and the uh, Bailey, yeah, you certainly got comfortable as longer as you went. Um, well, we know one person had an issue. Uh, Dom, you talked about, well, spinning or missing pit road and having to get a toe. Bailey, didn't you have something similar to that? Almost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, basically, um, I may or may not have like kind of dozed off going. Okay. So it was the lap I was going to pit. 
Catcher reminded me, you know, a couple times, hey, you know, it's pit time, bro. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I think I went on the outside of a GD car. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, I, it's, you know, I, I continue because I didn't, you know, expect to, you know, dart all the way to the left and go into the pits. Um, so, you know, I kind of dozed off a bit. And then <laughs> I realized, wait, no, I have to pit. So I, I jerked it left. And then by the time I was like, oh, I think I'm in the grass. And I'm like in the grass. So, <laughs> Yeah, luckily I made it in without dying. Uh, I think, how much was the penalty? Like 40 seconds? 40 seconds. Yeah, so it wasn't as bad. Or, well, no. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> I had to wait in 40 seconds for my stop. So, it was better than you had to it. wait. Yeah, it was a driver's oh. swap. He came, okay. So, <laughs> in the exit of the chicane, I told him for the third time, hey, we're coming in this lap. And I was a little frantic about it, too, because one, I'm about to get in the car for, I think, it was his first stint, my second of this, like, second scent of the uh total thing and I, I go in bailey we're pitting this lap he's like all right he acknowledges me and then doesn't respond going through three and four i'm like uh-oh either something's <laughs> happened or it's not working i said and then he's starting to cross the pit line i'm like bailey and he just yanks it left starts rally crossing over the grass i'm like so this is how we lose not from a gt car but from someone rally crossing into the pit lane i'm like okay this is bad. he saves it goes in and pits he's like uh I think we have a penalty. I'm like, okay, yeah, I would hope we do. I go in. He gets out of the car. I get in. It's like, yeah, we have to we have to stop for 40 seconds. But uh, it, it was great. It's better than towing it. It's true. I would rather take the 40 seconds than 40 minutes. Yeah. Dom, uh, any issues like that on your end other than the tow? Was that you that did that or was that one of your other drivers? Uh, no. So what happened was it was actually our fastest guy, Dom Pirro. So we told him to pitch the slap right and – we were, us, the rest of our, uh, us three were talking, uh, we were talking, I, I don't remember what we were talking about, like strategy or something else, I don't know what we we're talking about. Um, we were talking and we forgot to tell him to pit and NASCAR three and four, because that's where we usually to tell each other to pit. Um, we forgot to tell him to pit, he forgets to pit himself. It was just a mistake by the whole team. So the whole team made a mistake on that, on that point. And we had to tow it. Oh, that's unfortunate. We were, and I, I think we were actually in the lead in that point as well. And I think that's how we lost it. Well, don't feel too bad. I'm watching the actual Rolex 24 race, and the LMP2 leader just got spun by another LMP2, I think, oh. under caution. Yeah. Um, yeah the So that one might be the... Uh, Hmm. What were you thinking? Award for the race? Um. <laughs> so the race award. I know you, Dom and Bailey. You didn't get the experience full daytime running. Catcher, you did, but I think mm -hmm. Dom and Bailey, you probably had enough to deal with it though. But we'll start yeah. with Catra. Uh, talk about driving in the day versus at night. What were the things that you noticed in the car? Well. One thing I noticed is obviously I had the two uh, quote unquote money stints, you know, going into the night and coming out of the night. So I had the sun in my face half the lap. So one thing to adjust to it is like, I mean, the sun is going down on my stint primarily, but it's also, you can't, you don't have the benefits of flashing your lights if necessarily you need to. Oh. So I almost got uh, doored in the exit of a couple of corners uh, on NASCAR, like the oval. Uh, because I really didn't have that luxury of, hey, I'm kind of going there. So in the night, that was kind of a little bit better. But a major thing that I noticed, though, is the grip level. 
so going into the night, you would think, okay, it's it's cooling off. So theoretically, it would be okay. It's going to get a little bit more slidey. It's not as hot. You'll be just have to adapt to it. It's the opposite. So I'm going in at the beginning of my stint, just kind of just taking it easy, taking it cautious. And by the end of the stint, I'm doing the same thing, but everyone else around me is just going about 20 miles an hour faster. I'm like, how are you doing that? So I'm like, okay, I'm adjusting as I go through while the sun's blaring at my face. It's different. And then you go into the night, it's like, wow, this is a completely different track. It's so much better. <laughs> From a visual point of view, was it harder to you know, see stuff around you? Because, I mean, yeah, you have headlights. Yeah, there's track lighting, but it's not ideal lighting. I can say this from trying to help from the top. It was hard to see cars that were, you know, darker shaded colors to help you ahead. Um, visually, did that play any effects? Um, sort of. So going in the day, obviously, it's not hard to see many things because um, it's, you know, natural lighting from the sun. Going into the night, especially with my own vision problems. So it's, it's, it's difficult for me to see so much at night which is kind of ironic that I got the night stint, but we'll move past that. So going in, you were like, okay, well, I got to be cautious of these guys, especially like you said, the darker shader of car, uh, colors of cars. Thankfully for us, we didn't have many, if any, GTD traffic that was a darker shade. So I'm like, okay, that's good. But then when you have guys, I mean, especially because the, G, the uh, LMP2 cars, especially that rear end, the entire, like the diffuser, the exhaust, the wing, all that is mostly predominantly black. So you yeah. just see that, and it's gone in the night. You just have the little taillights. So adapting your own, I mean, because sometimes you have to, you know, reaction brake instead of brake where you actually want to be. And I've done that many times, and I'm surprised I didn't crash on a couple of them. But that is one bigger, I mean, because one thing you did have to definitely say, though, is the, the vision. Because, I mean, going into a braking zone is fine. You know, I mean, you can reaction brake, you have headlights, you have taillights, the guy in front of you, you can see by your own sight compared to the day. But in the middle and the exit of the corner is the problem, especially in the international and East horseshoes. And I bet you had a, I actually had a couple of this and you did too, is going in when you're already committed for the corner. At day, you can say, oh, there's a guy behind you who's maybe missed his breaking point. Watch out. At night, you don't know until he's either hitting you or next to you. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's the bigger problem I noticed. But other than that, it was it was generally okay. I could say with you and Bailey, I spent probably more time looking going behind y'all, going into turn one or going into the bus stop, making sure we didn't get cleaned out. And there were some times it was close. I mean, even sometimes with deer in the car as well when he was in there at night. Like you just it's it's nerve-wracking a bit. Uh Bailey, so you had some morning stints after mainly night. Uh, did you notice any differences? Uh, no, not really. I think it was the grip level was around the exact same as my full night stint around that. But uh, the only different part was my eyes getting flashbanged by the, the sun when it's like pitch black in my room. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really the only difference. Uh, Track-wise, nothing really changed. Same thing for the cars, because those don't change. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was about it. And we'll close this off with Dom, who pretty much experienced the same thing going from night to morning. Uh, so basically, uh, there was, I felt a mm, small difference, maybe because my tires were getting a little worn, but the track was getting like lighter, uh, 
I was going to do another uh, fuel stint, but my tires were just dead. My my left front, especially, I could I didn't like really feel it that much. But one of my guys told me, "Hey, I can I can see your left front tire. It's it's basically it's basically dead." So what we did, uh, you know, we had to do a tire change and a, and a driver change because I wanted to do a quad stint. So and it really didn't work out because of tires. But track wise, um, besides uh, me getting blinded by the sunrise, um, not really different, but the track getting lighter. Well, that's interesting. I thought maybe going from nighttime or full night to maybe daytime, there were some maybe visual issues. But interesting to know that basically it was pretty much outside of track settings, uh, not much of an issue. Um, go to the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, do, 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 uh, I lost my point. Give me a second on my iPad. Um, okay. We're done with that. Um, so the race ends BRL size. We win the race. Dom, you wake up to find out peak two. What was the emotion when, the race is over. Uh, what was y'all's first general emotion? We'll go with Dom first on that. Uh, first, there's a sigh of relief that it's over. We'll have to do any more racing because obviously 24 hours is a long time. Especially for me, myself, I really didn't like log off at all until I was done driving. So I get off. I Myself, I needed a break. My system needed a break. Um... Because I was having some uh, graphics issues at the end because my graphics card is pretty garbage. But we were just ignoring that. Um, yeah, I was also shocked that we got P2. Because once again, I did not know what happened to P2 when we were running P3. So really, a bit of a shock that, that we got P2. And a bit of re- and a lot of relief that we that's finally done and over with. Catcher? Well, overall, uh, it was more so light-spirited than, I guess, a congratulatory response. Because, like uh, Dom said, it was definitely so nice to, for it to be done. Uh, it's, I mean, especially for me, I didn't get much sleep um, going the course of it. I think I actually stayed up for at least 20 of the 24 hours, either spotting, driving, or just kind of watching it go through. Because, I mean, I just couldn't sleep really well. So going through just having that feeling of it's finally over was nice but then realizing finally maybe an hour maybe 30 minutes to an hour after that we actually just won the thing and our first go of it and that was cool because back when uh you asked me this i think i actually said what are your what are your goals for it i'm like one i would like to finish and not crash and two i want to win a thing it'll be cool to have especially with the guys we had and we ended up doing both and yeah it's incredible to me bailey uh yeah um (laughs) At that point when we crossed the line, I was like, okay, I can finally go to sleep probably. Um, yeah, because I was, I was, uh, I did an all-nighter plus tier one and then my two cents, so I was exhausted. Um, but yeah, I I did not have the energy to like scream compared to Deer, who got abducted like three times during his celebration, yeah. uh, which was pretty funny. Um but yeah, it, it, it was just to, to the point where 
well, we finished it and, you know, we won. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of relate to what Catra said. I think there was a point there around 1 o'clock. I was thinking, I might be able to push through and do the whole thing. And then like 1.30, 1.40 hit. And my body and my brain was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I mean, I will get to the second question, but I can relate. Like once that race ended, I was just worn out, just sleep deprived and just kind of sort of watching, just watching the screen just intensely, just like now you can just take a sigh of relief and just kind of relax and just like it's over. And it was cool to see us win it, but it was also just one cool to see us a finish the race. Yeah, we won, but it's like, okay, it's finally, it's over. <laughs> like it's over. Um, um, sorry to cut in real quick, but the, yeah. there yeah. is an issue with the 60. Yeah. I don't think that's a good, how bad do you feel of Michael Shank being on the peacock pit box and now seeing your car with a left rear tire flat. That's just uh, bad timing. That is, <laughs> that is just so bad timing. It's like, Oh, Oh, I'm yeah. finally here. I could just talk about it. And it's like, oh, hey, so your car's well, actually having an issue. Well, my, why did you choose that? Well, Michael Shank, this is why you should have AJ Amadinger in your car. He's not <laughs> in this car this weekend. Just saying, bro. Just saying. I'm actually, when I saw the driver lineup for Meyer Shank racing, I was like, uh, where's Amadinger? And that was very too. sketch. Um, well, you talked about being tired, exhausted, whatever. How long did it take you guys to recover from the lack of sleep? Uh, just being exhausted. <gasps> start with Bailey. Well, okay, we won't start with Bailey. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with Katra. How long did it take for you to recover um, from the whole race itself to where you were back to normal? I'm still recovering. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to wake up every day at my normal times, and I'm still feeling like, man, I, can I go back to sleep for another like four hours? It is not happy. Um, yeah, I can relate. I don't know if it was part of that or if it was part of me getting COVID. I slept 11 to like 12 hours <laughs> from Sunday to Monday. I was just, and I don't do that. Uh, Dom, what about you? <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, I was basically on for the almost, um, the entire 24 hours. I said almost. I, so let's see, I went to bed at like, let's see, 1am I think. So I say five, there was like six hours left of the race. Um, and I was knocked out after that because I was tired. I woke up, I think at like 12pm or 11am. I was and that was basically my recovery. Basically, I just need sleep. Yeah, um, it it took oh, it took me a couple of days to kind of get over it. Um, I remember. I also, we get to Bailey, I also go. didn't do any of uh, sim racing for a while. So, because again, my body itself needed a break too, and my system. I didn't go on iRacing racing for three days. Honestly, yeah, I was like, I, and I don't, I have no interest in going to Daytona for the road course anytime soon. Like, I'm kind of done with it. I'm done watching it. I'm done spotting it. I need a break from that layout. Um, yeah. Bailey, we'll close off with you. Um, <laughs> how exhausted were you? 
I was really exhausted. Because um, we had our second attempt. So I was awake at like 1 a.m. And I didn't sleep till, what was it, 4, 4 a.m. my time. Um, and then I woke up at 7. And I was awake for the whole, yeah, that whole time. What is it, the whole 24 hours. Oh so yeah, God. that actually wasn't all matter. Jeez. Um, <laughs> what time? I went to sleep. Okay, I went to bed after you know, everything calmed down. That was like an hour after the race. And I, I didn't fall asleep until like 11 p.m. my time. And I didn't wake until dinner time. Uh, and then even then I was still tired. So I went back to sleep after like three hours. And then uh, and then I fell asleep in English the next day. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think by Wednesday I was, I was fully recovered. Well, speaking of recovering, uh, there's I think four cars that are damaged five. and I five. Okay, there's, there's an LMP two and I think P threes. I'm sorry, two it's, PTDs, P three, oh and there's a Lamborghini it, like nursing away. Yeah, I'm, I haven't we haven't seen any replays yet. Interesting about that. Yeah, you talk about your two a.m. thing or the race we were going to start early early saturday the thing that annoyed me about that is i wake up thinking okay we're gonna start at two but okay i'll i'll get up at six and i'll do the whole thing i can say up to 2 a.m i drink a coffee and a red bull and then i look at my phone and bailey sends me this text hey uh we've crashed again we're starting at 10 30 <laughs> like you could not like like i looked at that going well i'm not going back to bed okay well i might as well just stay up <laughs> uh um so you've talked, Bailey took you to a Wednesday, Catra, unknown if you still recovered. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know for me if, if dealing with COVID, I slept a lot Monday and Tuesday and probably even Wednesday. Like it, I was just exhausted. Um, but that being said, and we'll start with Bailey on this on a scale of one to 10. Oh, how much oh, are you wow. looking forward to doing this again? Oh, 10. 10? <laughs> I would love to do that. Actually, not 11. I, I loved it. it Catra? Was so There's not a number that expresses the amount of enjoyment I had for that race. I want to do it again. <laughs> uh, Dom? Infinity Alton. Yeah, I would say 10 on my end. And uh, just through, um, you know, not joining the team via on the iRacing side or clicking that link, being the fact that I clicked that once the race started. I wasn't able to help like the way I wanted to, but I will say this, you cookie Bailey um, deer hunter. Y'all did a great job of helping me. And then also me helping y'all because I was limited of what I could do. Uh, unfortunately yeah. that because he sent the thing at work while I was at work and uh, he was like, Hey, I, by the way, I can't be crew chief and I'm a second delayed. So I can be a spotter, but uh, it's, I'm not live. Um, but yeah, I would love to do it again. Um, just for fun. So you're the team of an LMP one or LMP two team, and you're having to do a 24 hour race. If you could pick three drivers past or present for your drivers, who would you pick? We'll start with Dom. Hmm. All right. Is this going to be a little bias coming out of me since I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan? Max Verstappen. A.G. Allmendinger, and what's his face? Tony Kanon. I feel like that's, uh, that's a pretty fast trio right there. So, I would know, love to step in, be Formula 1 champion, and 
you have AJ Amadeir, who's just a great world racer in general, and then Tony Kanon is just Tony Kanon. I would love to see Kanon in an LMP1 car at uh, Le Mans. I don't know if he's been there for GT, uh, GT3 or GTD for Chip Ganassi, but he's never done LMP1 at Le Mans. He did have the chance. Uh, remember that guy in your uh, little practice video, Bailey, that was talking, Alexander Prima? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kanan actually was contacted by Audi for that seat when Audi fired Prima. So just Ooh. that was a thing uh, that just never really happened. Uh, Katra, if you could pick your three, who would it be? This is tough, but I at least have two that are pretty much high up in there. Uh, definitely Vander Zander, big time quick and very quick there uh i would like to see him against or alongside aj Allmendinger. that would be really cool to see as well but um finally i would like to honestly not sure exactly who i would put in because i have a couple that I would like to put in you know um kumui kobayashi would be really cool to put in as a team and that's pretty much just and they're pretty ironically all three of them are, except for aj is uh driving right now well not in this, in this race at least right uh, but kumui would be one that i could put in but Dixon would be one. Uh, it would be really cool to see like Herda, see what he could do in that kind of team or uh, Patricio Award. Um, but I think overall, I may honestly just have to say um, Felipe Albuquerque. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good lineup. It is I, weird. I, it is weird I, seeing Amadinger not in this. I won't. Yeah. I won't lie. Uh, hopefully, he's part of the NBC Peacock USA. Uh, analyst at some point during this race. Uh, you were going to say something, Dom? Oh, yeah. I was going to say I do have like a little humble, humble mission. I know, I know you said three, but I'm just like a, a little fourth one here, just a fun. Uh, Roman Grosjean. Who is actually racing for Wayne Taylor uh, this weekend. Uh, be he? interesting. Yeah, he is. Um, I think he replaced Helio Kesha Neves. Neves is with Meyer Shank. Um, being the fact that Casanovas is racing for Shank in IndyCar. Bailey, who would you pick as your three? Um, okay, well, first of all, there's a lot of good drivers. You know, they're all goaded because, you know, they're, they're very, very talented. But my number one would probably be Kamui because, you know, him right now and his aggression, you know, at the end of the race, if there's ever a situation to where we need to do a bit of catching up and pass for the lead, you know, to win the race, I'd probably put him in the car because he can wheel it. Um, the second one, uh, it would be AJ because he's goaded, like, you know, Dom and Katra said. Um, yeah, he's a very good road racer. Uh, and for the third one, um, <laughs> not really sure. Uh, okay, I'm just going to probably name one off the top of my head. Um Oh, uh, Pascal Verline. I think he'd be really good in that car. Um, you know, he's pretty underrated. Had he been into a better CNF one, he would have been pretty good too. So, yeah, I'd put him in there too. And he did come from Mercedes sports cars um, yeah. prior to his F1 endeavor. Um, I went with three that I don't think has raced at the Rolex 24. If not, uh, their names never, I never saw them. Tom Christensen, he's won them all the most out of any other driver in the history of that race for mainly Audi. Andre Lauderer, uh, he pretty much took the crown that Christensen had at Audi, and he won, I believe, three. 
I do know this of Lauderer in his Audi stint. He, he always finished on the podium. Uh, then Timo Bernard raced for Audi and Porsche. He won with uh, Audi, I want to say 2010. And then he won with Porsche again in 2017. And he's also the driver that owns the fastest lap ever at Nürburgring with that Evo 919, that kind of sandbox car that Porsche made. Um, that lap is just sick to watch on YouTube. Just my gosh. Um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and close it with closing statements. We've, we've heard the news earlier. Um, what y'all got? What you got, Dom? Uh I don't have any say for a closing statement. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Katra, anything you want to rant about, talk about? Well, I do have something I would like to talk about. You oh, sorry, Katra. How... I do have one thing after you real quick. Sorry. Okay. I, just, no, you're good. I just remembered it. You're good. So I, I think I may actually take this from you, Dom, if that's what you're thinking about. You said you were talking about how you wanted to have another go. Well, you're Please. sitting in a chat with three people who are going to try to go tackle on the mountain. Oh, that's it's right. 12 hours of Bathurst. Oh. Myself, Bailey, Dom, and Ethan, who's not have been here actually yet. We're going to go in the uh, BMW N4 GT3. 12 hours of Bathurst. Can't wait. When is that race? February 11th through 13th. 11th through 13th, so every, that's about a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might yeah, have I just a, got the BMW, so. Uh, yeah, I might have one problem. See, tomorrow is, you know, conference championship week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, if I get what I want, oh. man, I'm not counting my eggs yet. <laughs> Doesn't that happen on Super Bowl weekend? That's what I was that. thinking too. Uh, well, I mean, if if y'all are going to do it and have me help, make sure you and and you know if the Rams make the Super Bowl, we got to uh, make sure the Rams lose. Okay, let's. Hold on, wait a minute. We got to make sure. We got to make sure that y'all don't do this while the Rams are playing. I love you guys, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're doing the two a.m. stint. So when's the Super Bowl? Uh I think we'll be okay. Then we'll be I, fine. I, I've already asked if I could take the Monday after the Super Bowl off. If if we make the Super Bowl, <laughs> I don't care. I took oh. it off last time. Well, uh, is on February thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So okay. So we, we're gonna have to plan <laughs> we, accordingly. Okay, wait, no. uh, when is the eleventh, Bailey? Friday. This a Friday. So yeah, we're Friday. doing Saturday morning, which is twelve or, or the twelfth. Yeah, so we're gonna start at two a.m. It's gonna end at two p.m. You have a day. Yeah. Oh. I have to. I have to look at my schedule. Make sure I'm either off that Saturday or make it to where I can do something yeah, about make it. Make sure you off that Saturday. Yeah, Dom. <laughs> Uh, what was, was that the thing you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, it was not. Um, so in the 24 hour, the Ferrari team, fun fact, I protested that team four times of that race, four times. I only got three emails back from iRacing, basically saying the same thing that you're, that you were basically monitor them, even though they intentionally like wrecked this twice. Yeah. I don't know what iRacing was doing. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they should say, screw, screw this. We're getting a lot of protests from 24 hours. Screw this. We're just going to say whatever. I don't know. what. I, I don't know. But 
Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's high racing saying on one end and they didn't want to say what they did to the other team or the other driver. I can relate because I protested the guy that hit me at an ARCA race. I was on pole and this guy who was starting P5 decided to just throttle it up, hit the car ahead of him, which caused him to spin and hit my rear bumper and give me a 4X. So I protested that driver and I pretty much got the same message in response back. But I was like, uh, y'all need to do more monitor. Uh, that's yeah. kind of a no-no. Um, you know, luckily we didn't have that in our race. Um, we had the 21 car decide to just run his mouth about what happened between our car and the 16, which was completely the 16's fault. And I remember Deer was, let's just say, <laughs> not happy on the radio. I mean, not happy one bit. Um and you know here's the thing you talk about grudges earlier in the show the race ends we're all congratulating each other and this guy comes up and he does and he kind of still is getting us kind of a smart ass remark i'm like dude get over yourself like and here's the thing what cookie said and i laughed my ass off when he said is hey 21 how many laps were y'all down (laughs) i remember that they didn't respond (laughs) oh that reminds me I do want to talk about if we're going to talk about like little things that happened during the 24. Bailey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, going in, okay, speaking of deer, yep. <laughs> deer going into uh, maybe hour two or three of the race. It was his stint, and he was getting a little kind of frustrated about uh, some GT traffic. Oh. <laughs> there was a guy in turn one that went a little bit deep and kind of crossed him. And, uh, well, let's say. He did not get under the right impression of deer. So no. deer gets on the radio at full volume, screams, move. Well, that guy definitely did move because the ensuing corner into the International Horseshoe, he drove himself off the track into the wall straight like he didn't want to be well, there anymore. It's like he, well, you said move, but reality, he did move. He just went straight. I think. So yeah, he just went. He's like, I'm not being on the same track as that. It just oh, yeah. I remember. It was the best moment of the 24 hour. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, it wasn't. Because Bailey, do you want to get know. the other 20? You want to get the other moment? Yeah. There is a man. The myth, the legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy. Um, how many hours? He did what? 17. 17. 17 yeah. The whole 17 hours. 17 hours. Wow. His, okay. So, so his, his teammate yeah. was hospitalized, sadly. Oh. Um, is it Chase Wilson? Yeah. Chase it was Wilson. The, the McLaren. He was leading uh, the GT split the whole time until he crashed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he... He's a true goat. <laughs> how many how many guys did they have on that team? They had one, two. It was two. They had yeah. two guys. So the story behind oh, wow. it was is he wasn't even supposed to drive. His teammate was supposed to be the one qualifying and the first stint. Well, going into the practice session, they both registered. He went to the hospital. So Chase was already in the session and had nothing else to do. He's like, okay, well, I'm not sure what happened, but we already signed up. I don't think it's wise for us to just not race it. So right. he started last, 46th, and or no, he's second, second to last, and drove from hour one to hour 17. He was two and a half laps ahead of the GTD field in the McLaren 650S, which, by the way, is not that good of a car compared to the ones that were on the field with him. It's the slowest, I think. It's one there. of the slowest or so yeah. in the Daytona field. And he was doing an incredible job. So he kept going. He uh, did a like, remarkable job. He was really consistent and was leading the field for 17 hours, which is impressive because he started 46th. 
here comes our 17 and a half. And on the exit of the bus stop, he spins into the wall and hits his rear end. Well, that's where the engine is for the McLaren. Yeah. Well, Bates is driving, and he can contest to this. I go, oh, no. <laughs> and Bates, like, thought he, like, lagged out or crashed or something, and he didn't yeah, even know. Yeah, I had, like, a bit of a mini heart attack when you started <laughs> yeah. screaming. So, because I went over to the 16, who was second at the time, and I see a strucken and smoking McLaren, and there's only one McLaren in the field. Yeah. So then from there, he pitted and had, like, 20 minutes of damage, and the guy, he was in the car since hour one, got out, took 20 minutes, took a shower, ate, came back, and still drove for another two and a half hours, oh and then gosh. he called it equips. What I liked oh about gosh. that is every time, every time we, especially at night, we you know we flashed our lights. Oh, yeah. Every time we went by, he would flash yeah. his lights just to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> He was yeah. Yeah, at first. We thought it was, you know, he was, oh, some, yeah. it was something against us, but then we picked up on like, oh, he's just saying hi. So we just yeah. saying, or was it? We started flashing back at him. It was, it was yeah. just so good. It was great. Yeah, it was like with him and you know the seventeen car. Like we had our little battle. They were trying to handle the lap. They were racing hard us, us hard, but um, very respectful. Unlike the say the twenty one or the one two one. It was a shame what happened at the end of their race because they were the kind of fun. Uh, it wasn't the 17, but you know, they the were the, was the one that did me remember the, uh, the, the 10 or 20 laps. He was like, he yeah, was fighting yeah, me. yeah, yeah. That was the 17. Yeah. But I mean, I get what he was trying to do, but he was sure. kind of cool to banter with. I mean, he was, I mean, even when we had that deal with us in the 16, like even the 17 was like, Hey, uh, yeah, that wasn't on them. You can just kind of shut up to the 21 car. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, uh, hopefully deer reached out to him because you know, they had that conversation in the other race. He also, need, he also needs to, you know, reconcile with that poor GT car. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor guy. Amazing lottery. I just fell on so my funny. chair. Uh, well, we heard something in this. <laughs> I would have to say, dear, I'm not going to, you know, I don't like to point out one driver. Like, okay, which one's the best driver? I'm not going to do that. But I will say this. Deer making the, the three stints per tire suggestion and it working. That was really... I think flipped the race for us because strategy wise, we had y'all all doing four stints. And then by doing that, Hey, we can make a tire last three stints. Every driver did three stints after that, or unless if you catch it, did you do six in a row? Uh, uh, no. Okay. So you had a break. Um, I think that changed the complexion of the race. I know I said it earlier, but with deer saying that, and then like, Oh wait, this is a thing. Wait, we need to do this. Um, that really helped out. How many stints did you do in the car at one go, Dom? At one go, yeah. I did three stints, and then and towards the morning, like you know, towards the morning, I was I ex I was gonna do four, but again, the tires were dead, so I just did another three. Right. Well, I mean, logically, it makes sense because I mean, if you're gonna change the tires, if you're not gonna change the driver at that time, then you're not then there's yeah no and every and every tire change we did a driver change so we just only took fuel and the other stints yep well i want to thank you all three for joining uh and kind of reliving uh the race last weekend while we're watching the actual race live at the moment which has been under caution for i want to say the last 30 minutes uh i think uh uh, yeah. Well, uh, Dom, they had multiple crashes. They had yeah. a basically a NASCAR style wreck going 
out of the NASCAR inside oh, of the wonderful. Yeah, outside of the inside part of the uh, road course, and then going on the NASCAR one, where two cars spun and then two other cars hit them. Yeah. Kind of unfortunate. I don't know what happened to the LMP two car or or whatever. He it. So he went up onto the banking and just got clipped by the um by the stricken Aston Martin. I, I mean, the Aston Martin held his brakes. He didn't do anything wrong. It just, I guess, the wing clipped clipped the uh, protruding part of a like a sheet metal or something, but it. Got, it knocked him up too. I, I will say it's a shame. I, you know, hopefully next time maybe us three can all be on the same team, so that way maybe Dom can experience what I'm talking about. Nothing is more stressful than you're watching your own car, but you're literally watching all the other cars around your car, and like making sure that they don't mess up your race. Like there came oh, a point yeah. to where it's like, like, uh, okay, what's going on there? What's going on there? Okay, he's there, and it's just. Uh, yeah, I did not want to. After the race, I was like, "I'm done doing <laughs> iRacing. racing. I'm done. I'm. I don't glad I don't have the league race until Monday." Uh, <clears throat> anyways, well, I want to thank Bailey, Dom, and Catra for joining. Uh, congrats to Bailey and uh, Catra, as well as Boss Cookie and Deer Hunter and the Breakout Racing League to win their race. And to Dom and to scrolling up Yellow Stripe Motorsports to finish P2 in your race. Um, this will basically do uh, the recording, and we will catch you another time. It will be most likely championship football talk, Super Bowl talk, because oh, and also the clash that's next weekend. Anyone got oh, a pick for that God. race? Anyone uh, got a pick? Whoever well, survives turn one, lap one. I, I agree. Cars. I, uh, that track looks so neat. Has anyone seen – I'm sure no one's bought that track on iRacing yet. Has no. anyone seen it? No. Well, Moon Car did I, it. I saw it's it. so I tight. It. Apparently, I, um, they've already had like a shot with AJ on uh, the Colleague 16 <laughs> there, and it doesn't look very wide. It doesn't look wide. I didn't know if that was Photoshop or not, but yeah – um, I, I I don't know who I'm. I might pick the card that's just left standing. Yeah, it, it, it might come to that race. Um, I really hope that event goes well, and I hope that it just does not become a glorified shit show. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. um, we're in LA. Rumor is 75% of the crowd are new fans. It's a good thing for the sport, in my opinion. I just one hope the race goes well and. Two, COVID can just not rear its ugly head in the next week. Please don't comment, Bailey. I know you want the opposite. <laughs> what? Yeah. You, you, you want to stay at home, don't you? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this kid over here wants lockdown so that way he can just do esports and not go to school. I don't blame <laughs> him. If I was in high school at that time, I wouldn't want to go to high school. Well, I am Barty 8 or Philip Schmitz. I want to say thanks to you three, and this will conduct the podcast session. Thank you for listening, and you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye.